almost October, Alex. I know, but it's fall and it's 90 degrees. Yeah, so it's like that struggle of like, do I wear a sweater and jeans or sandals and a tank top? So I'm doing all That's of it. That's why I'm doing all of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> cardigan season. You're cold in the morning and sweating by sweating lunchtime. by lunch. Um, so I think we have a really good topic today. Yeah. Having to do with expectations, right? And yeah. strategy. And in this, situ- in this, I think, particular example, you're going to be describing a specific situation that you have with the seller. Yes. So tell tell me tell me what's tell me what's up. Um, it's interesting because everyone has their own strategy when it comes to how to price a house and emotions and emotions, right? And like you think your house is worth the most, it's the best on the block, a million dollars. Yeah. But really? Where does that number does come that from? Have? Exactly. And it's because the time you put into it. So sure. An emotional time. Emotional yeah. time mm-hmm. or yeah. time to actually update it, whatever it may be. Right. And then I come down with my gavel and have to give you the harsh reality that your house, as beautiful as it is, yeah, could be worth that. Yeah. But we run the risk of sitting. And this particular one is a first-time home buyer price point. Mm-hmm. So around the neighborhood of Germantown, we're talking like, what, 275, 350. Yeah, northern Montgomery County. Yeah, this area of Germantown in particular. I just want to talk about the address since it's not up yet. Um, This particular area, and you're going to have a huge pool of first-time home buyers. Huge. I mean, I mean that price point. That's that's the first-time home buyer. And a town home, Mm -hmm. and the HOA fee I think is like thirty dollars a month. I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. It's going to be desirable. Okay, so... It's a townhome, though. It's fee simple. It's a townhome. Okay. Three levels. Great backyard. Fenced. Three bedroom. Yeah. It's going to be a corner yeah. meet, like, end unit. Multiple offers. Okay. <laughs> so, I knew this. So, I said, I'm going to price it <clears throat> about 11000 below what you want your number to be. Okay. Like, where you guys want to be. Okay. My strategy is if we price it that number Mm -hmm. we're going to get multiple offers Mm -hmm. because if we're right under for example if we're right under like like one thousand dollars under a whatever three hundred two hundred one hundred thousand then i know okay it's gonna it's gonna drive up the price well it's gonna open up a demographic that's going to view it yes and the other thing people forget about too is on a lot of third-party websites like zillow trulia and Mm -hmm. all of them Mm -hmm. you it's fifty thousand dollars. It's fifty thousand dollar increments. You actually have to manually type in anything over. So if you want to go to like three hundred five, for example, like say it's oh. two fifty to three hundred. Oh, so the standard it, is like it's just it's fifty thousand dollar really? increments. It's not oh, okay. That's how they scale. How, how the scale is. So people are looking between two fifty and three hundred. I think it's yeah, and and so anyway, or I'm like three fifty, three hundred and three fifty. And when most people do searches, they do it like that. They're not going to enter in a random, a random number. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, you know, we have that, but that's not a huge, huge thing. But I do think listing it under this price, it will get you that number where the seller's philosophy is different. This is so so artistic. Give people a little more information because we know obviously specifics okay, about this, but we don't. Twenty-five thousand increments. Sorry. Twenty-five thousand. Okay. Yeah. So to, we don't want to obviously give away any you know personal information or give away anything, but 
to your point, in this situation, it's kind of like the price is right. Yes. Because everyone hears everyone else's bids and then they price it just under or just over and it's a strategy. It's like how much is a box of spaghetti? Exactly. So <laughs> yes. the idea is if the box of spaghetti is $20, whatever, $20 yeah. let's say, and there's a lot of people who can only afford $20, but if someone you know priced it at 21 they wouldn't even look at it. Exactly. Whereas if they priced it at 19 that would open up a demographic of who would see that exactly. box of spaghetti. Okay, cool. Exactly. So I think that's a good... Good analogy. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> the price is right. <laughs> so, but I, I have, we have sellers that have the opposite philosophy. And sure. The problem that I'm finding is that their new home they're looking for is a huge jump price point wise. It's, it's almost two and a half times what they are selling it for, oh. what they're going to be buying for. Gotcha. So they're obviously in a move up situation. They're in a move up situation. Yeah. They all they both got better drop. Like yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. It's been five years. Great. Awesome. So serve them for that time. Price points around here, mm-hmm. like say the seven like six hundred to seven hundred thousand maybe mm-hmm. range. Mm-hmm. How does it sit? Yeah, there's less buyers. It's less buyers. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless your house is immaculate and is ideal. Most houses are going to sit, especially if they're on land around here. Sure. So the, the strategy is different. If you go in as a buyer, it's okay. They're listed at this price. I can get it for 50000 whatever, $20,000 less. And, but a seller knows that, okay? So mm-hmm. they're just playing the waiting game. Sure. Whereas on the lower end, first-time home buyer, yeah. it's, a, it's a completely different thing. It's a really good point because it's completely – it's literally – two different markets. I mean, when I say market, yes. I, I don't mean location. I mean by strategy because and, yeah. the sellers of, even though these sellers who are selling this home at that price point, they're, they're buyers dealing with sellers of a much different price point. And I have to tell them, you have to think the opposite. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard because they think of, they think the buyer they're going to have is going to do the same exact thing they're going to do. Right. But that's not everyone's philosophy. Like, that's not everyone's, like, you can't, it's rare to walk into a house in a first-time homebuyer pool, we're going to use that as a general thing, and knowing that you're going to go in and be able to negotiate one hell of a deal. Right. It's usually you're going to pay. Well, exactly, because that is a really desirable price point. The demographic there generally doesn't yeah. have any homes to sell, right? The, so it's the first home in a year. So really, in that neighborhood, which is why I was also so people like, are just waiting. Yes. But again, but at that, that's at that price point because there are some people who will purchase that home for way more yes. than what it's listed for because they know how competitive. So they might put an escalation in from the get go. Yeah. Whereas that doesn't exist at the addition, the other price point that we're talking about. So I think if you're in this, if you're in this situation, you have to think the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's really hard conversation to have with someone because yeah. you're you come off as offending their house. I know and that's the problem. That's the hardest part. So I would say if you trust your agent, go with your agent's advice on it. Mm-hmm. They do this for a living. They do this all day. Mm-hmm. That's what they see all day, and it's not from something we find on stats like right that public information can find it's what's has sold 
what is coming up. And it's because you've been and in what, the how many and offers we've been putting in to see what's happening and we can see the trend going on. So to give you an example of um, an agent that I have seen recently, um, how do I say this? Um, I had the buyer mm -hmm. and the buyer was very, very much um, under the assumption that he could do like an HGTV thing, which is come in $50,000 low. And he was in, the, him and his wife were in... Was this like last month? Um, I think we talked about someone last month. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, go on. Sometimes, you know, there's... Anyway. <laughs> My point is that they were in this mentality that they could do what, yes. what they thought and their agent wouldn't just did whatever they wanted. Did I touch mm -hmm. on this before? Mm -hmm. It's happened a few times recently, but I found myself in a position where as the lender, truly I'm providing the information obviously on loan approval, financing issue, financing terms, obviously pre-approval, helping them try to win a deal. But at one point, I'm like supposed to call the agent on the other end and I'm like, I know this offer's not great, but I'm gonna toot everyone's horn, you know? Anyway, my point is that you're talking about trusting your agent. I think what I need to say is you should defer to your agent and say, yeah. this is how I feel. What professionally do you see? Because exactly, just as you mentioned, this is what you do every single day. Oh, that was interesting. Interesting. <laughs> the remote just fell. <laughs> um, something that you do every day. Yeah. And people sometimes think they know. And it, a lot of times their emotions get in the way, as we've touched on. Yeah. And it's not that it's it's not that that isn't okay. I think it's just that they overcome the actual yeah facts. exactly. Yeah. And I this couple in particular that I'm referring to lost out on so many houses because they kept writing really bad offers. Did they finally get one. They finally got one. They closed a while a little while ago. But I had to eventually say like this is why this is happening. I was the one who said it like. Oh, that agent didn't... Never. Never said a thing. And I called and said, like, listen, I don't want to step on any toes, but, like, they're really disappointed. They're getting really worn down. I'm worried that they're just going to give up. Like, I'm going gonna, gonna to have a conversation about, you know, this market. What did that agent say? Well, you know, some people have their own... It kind of just... It's a waste of time. It literally, not just for them, not just for the agent, but also I'm for talking, me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, writing, I'm writing, you know. And but, man, a lot goes into it. I don't, that's the other thing. But that, that can be a whole other topic. But you know, there's also that. sometimes where in order for someone to trust you professionally, you have to kind of do what they say for a little bit and go, okay, see how it didn't work like I told you? Now let's try my strategy. See, I hate that. It, it's, it it's, sucks. I know. I just did I that on one and I... I knew it was not going to work, mm -hmm. but I was like, okay, you know what? I, they, they have to see why. Yeah. And, but you don't want to have to be like the, I told you so. And you don't have to say that. I but, don't say that. But, but I say it's, like, I've heard people refer to it as, um, you have to like, you have to believe before you so understand. If I let, it's rare. I let someone do it. I'll only do it if I like know you past client or something. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a pineapple on the other side. Um, cute. Bachelor party. Uh, but usually I put my foot down about it. And I, I'm like, you're going to get rejected. Well, I think that's important because and you're providing a value. Yeah. I've actually said once I won't write it. 
I said, I'll, I'll send it in an email, I'll run it by, but I'm not going to write it. Yeah. It's not going to get accepted. So let me ask you a question. Are you allowed to say that? I'm not going to write it? Because on my side, like, I have to... I can say legally, I'm not... Uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I, I'm just curious how that works on, on your side, because on my side... So I think I my loophole have... is if I say I'm not going to write it, it's, a, it's an email or it's a phone call. Got it. So it's not that you're it's not... not... It's just I'm not going to put the contract together at that price. Knowing that that's not going to happen. Knowing that it's not going to happen without that conversation to that agent right. saying this is what ideally you're going to be getting yeah would your seller even entertain yeah is, it, is there is there any is it worth time at all to exactly do this? and if i get it okay send it then sure i'm like okay i'll put it together okay even if i mean you might get a counter or they might even reject it but yeah. at least you're going to have that conversation up front exactly. which is so interesting because on our side i could have someone come to me with a very low credit score yeah one that i know will never fly and I can say to them, you, you're, I mean, I'm not able to, I'm not able to pre-approve you based on this information, but I can't deter them from continuing to apply. So I can say, can you just advise them on how to, offer? of course, absolutely. Well, I mean, and we do yeah, that, yeah. And we do that. But some people say, you know, I, I, I guess my point is that I can't say you can't get approved because I'm not the underwriter. You can just say, I can just say based, based on, on what I know, what you see, I don't yeah. see this. How I see this not working, and yeah. therefore, clearly, I don't want to write a pre-approval letter for you because I don't want to. And if we do X, Y, Z, then you yes. can get pre-approved for this. absolutely. Should X, Y, and Z happen, this is and this is why these steps are put in place. I mean, that happens thirty percent of the time. Thirty percent. I love it. Why can't I get approved for a loan? Because you don't pay your bills. That's Anyhow, so uh, in, in, in regards to what you're saying, if we're summarizing. Go ahead. Um, I would say that anytime you have an idea in your mind of mm -hmm. what you should pay for something, sell something for when it comes to real estate, mm -hmm. that you should defer to your real estate agent on what not just what the expected market value is for that property, but also how to maximize that yeah. with a strategy where it's, okay, let's say it's worth 400. Should we just list it at 400? Or should we, you know? It all depends, yeah. Well, there has to be a strategy. Like, there has just to be because strategy you put the number strategy, out there doesn't mean you're gonna get that number, you but how do you- question the strategy. Yeah. Because you shouldn't understand why. Absolutely. You shouldn't tell me how I'm, this is going to help me. Yes. Yeah, I agree. A million percent. You shouldn't be offended by the strategy. And I know that that's hard. Yeah. But you really shouldn't. Because if your agent's a good agent, they have the best interest for you. Of course. And it's also, I think what people fail to realize is it's a lot of time and money we spent mm -hmm. just to get your house to your market. Right. Okay, and then once it's on market, it's even more money, at least we spend. Mm -hmm. And it's an astronomical amount, like, by the time we're done. So, it, we have skin in the game, too. Of it's course. not like I'm just throwing up a sign and going to list it and pray for a Hail Mary, whatever. That it's, might be another conversation, because I think that's a misconception. I'm like, I'm investing in you, mm -hmm. and I want my return quickly. Mm -hmm. I don't want my money sitting out there for too long. 
completely agree. <laughs> so some people are gonna go, I'm going to well, work more than ever to make sure I get my investment back quickly. And to make sure that the return on the investment obviously is for you, but for the seller because exactly. generally that's holding them up or But I think sellers think that you have no skin in the game. Yeah, and I don't understand that mentality at all. But. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. All right, you guys. Enjoy. I am drinking today hot water with lemon. Just nice little go-to. <laughs> I know. I love hot water with lemon in the morning. I don't know. Because like I've been on appointments non well, what's, what's over here? What's in that cup? That's hot water with lemon. What's that? Coffee. Well, it's not, it's not hot water with lemon and jam. Coffee and jam. I know. <laughs> we should change the title. <laughs> well, I, just, I wanted to switch it this morning because, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Have a great day, you guys. Let us know any questions. Happy fall. It's the first podcast of fall. Falling by. All right. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.